Welcome to Connection with Brian and Nicole Wright. This isn't fair. Brian's letting me open, but he's picking on me right before y'all see it. <laughs> so he looks all sweet and everything. But anyways, what? Okay. <laughs> Hi, welcome to Connection Show with Nicole. Oh, wait, there's Brian, too. <laughs> welcome to Connection Show with Brian and Nicole. We're glad you're here, and we glad, we're glad you love us. That's um, the truth. We need extra love. <laughs> we do need extra love, and some of us need extra prayers. I, um, I'll take all of them. <laughs> Sometimes I wonder if I pick pick more just because I need extra prayers and people give me extra so I'm just wondering <laughs> so you can connect with us on connectionshow.org and send up lots of prayers for Brian <laughs> um, <laughs> you can send him prayer requests too and we'll pray for you and let us know where you are yeah. let us know where you're connecting from what you like about the show what you want to hear more um, yeah what oh. you want to connect with <laughs> <laughs> we want to hear from you so definitely go to connectionshow.org and get in touch with us so ready go ready we are talking about the gift of righteousness it's a good gift it is a good gift yep and it's been fun talking about it. um we said definitely this is gift of righteousness part three you definitely want to go back and probably watch part one and part two because we set up and established a foundation scripturally for some things that we're going to talk about in here so if one of the things that we said in part one was how important the gift of righteousness is what it plays in our life it's a huge it's what you get when you are born again it's the first thing that god talks about when you're born again one of the absolute first things and yet we've heard very little preaching and teaching on the gift of righteousness yeah and basically what is going on is once you are born again and if you're not you can have it right now you find out that God's not holding your sins against you he's not holding your trespasses against you but he has declared you right with him you are in right standing with him and when he declared you in right standing it gave you the ability to by faith receive Jesus as your savior and then it says the one who knew no sin became sin on your behalf so that you might be the righteousness of God in Christ and so as soon as you become born again God gives to you the gift of righteousness and in righteousness you receive the blessing of God the power of God mm -hmm. and every piece of salvation you have uh, eternal life uh, you have heaven you have healing you have prosperity to do well uh, you have restoration you have uh, deliverance and you have protection all of those come through salvation that is empowered in the gift of righteousness but if we move in self-righteousness we immediately kind of step out of the gift of righteousness by our own doing and all of that power and all of that blessing is kind of left there yeah and we're in lack and so we want to learn how to not only receive the gift but to operate in the gift of righteousness as well because a lot of times people are so focused on heaven that all of their teaching and all of their doctrine is about heaven and heaven only but that's a portion of it and that is the great we need to be focused on eternity 
but we actually help other people to focus on eternity by the life that we live here. Yeah. Matter of fact, when it talks about righteousness in 2 Corinthians 5, one of the major points that it's saying is receive and operate in this righteousness so that then you can become an ambassador of the righteousness of God. Yeah. So if you haven't received it and operating in it, it's very hard for you to be the ambassador for Christ that he's called you to be. We need to know about this gift of righteousness. We need to operate in it. And the world needs that power. You know, Paul said, I don't come to you in convincing words of man's wisdom, but I come in demonstration of power. Right. And that power only operates through the gift of righteousness through Jesus Christ. So how important is this? Oh, it's vital. It, it is. It's vital to our life. And he actually says, one of the verses that we looked at said that we receive life and we reign in life through the gift of righteousness. Mm -hmm. It is literally life to us, this gift of righteousness. And one it's of the things... God's life. God's life. Us. Not Yeah, not even our concept of life, but what God's concept of life. That, yeah. It's a huge point. So I um, wanted to look at a couple of scriptures and just just start off there is um, starting in let's see uh, Romans chapter 5 verse 17 it says if by the transgression of one death reigned through one much more those who receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness there it is the gift of righteousness as they receive that they will reign in life through the one Jesus mm -hmm. Christ so here's where the Bible talks about the gift of righteousness in 2nd Corinthians chapter 5 it talks about that he's not holding your trespasses against the world he's not holding them against you no matter who you are God is not holding trespasses against you at this moment That's why right. because he held them against Christ for you so that you could have his righteousness in other words Jesus took your bad so that you could have his good yeah. and when he was uh, when you received his good that puts you in touch with the Father and all of his goodness, all of his power, all of his blessing. But as soon as you try to take righteousness on your own accord, you step out of that and step into self-righteousness, which ends up that you are now, if you go uh, to James chapter 2 and verse 8, it says... If, however, you are fulfilling the royal law according to Scripture, you shall love your neighbor as yourself, you're doing well. In other words, I'm operating by love, the royal law of love. And then verse 10, it says, For whoever keeps the whole law and yet stumbles in one point, talking about the law of uh, the Ten Commandments, do this, don't do that. Whoever uh, tries to keep the whole law and yet stumbles in one point, he has become guilty of all. So we're called to operate in the royal law of love, 
but not the law of do this, don't do that. Do's the Old don'ts. Testament yeah. do's and don'ts, that law. Because when we, and it's not that we are not supposed to do good, it's that we do good through love instead of doing good because we're checking a box. That's the difference. The difference is the uh, position of our heart. Right. Am I doing this because I'm trying to be good so God will like me and bless me? Or am I doing this because I love God? That's the difference between the two. So ultimately, and then if we'll look at one more scripture in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 14. It says, For by one offering he has perfected for all time those who are sanctified. So in other words, what God said was, through Jesus, I'm going to offer Jesus as one offering, and that will sanctify, justify, give the gift of righteousness to anybody who will receive it for all time, for their sins past, present, and future. One offering, that's done. Now we just simply, we don't move in sacrifice anymore. We move in obedience according to our love of God. We just, we love him. And so we move in obedience to him. If we love him, we will keep his commandments. But we're not keeping commandments to get blessed. We're that's not right. keeping commandments to go to heaven. We're not keeping commandments uh, to be healed. We're keeping the commandments because we love him. Yeah. This is the royal law of love. And those will be evident when we receive righteousness by faith. It says um, here in Romans chapter 4, in verse 3, Romans 4, 3, it says, For what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God, and it, the belief, the faith, it was credited to him as righteousness. Yeah. So we move into righteousness and we move into the royal law of love because we love God by faith. And when we do that, the actions will be a love, not a self-righteousness, not just checking the box. So one of the things that the Lord, you said to me something um, before we started uh, taping today. Yeah. And will you just share that? Well, when we step into self-righteousness, effectively what we're doing um, when we choose to not walk in the love of God, you know, for us, effectively what we're doing is we're placing faith in ourselves. Yes. You know, when we walk in self-righteousness, we're saying, I am choosing to walk in faith in myself and yes. say that Jesus isn't enough. Yes. And that's a strong point because that's what self-righteousness is. It's, it's checking the box. It's doing things so that we can earn it. So when we try to earn the love of God, we're yes. saying... Faith in, in Jesus isn't enough. I've got to put faith in myself right. to earn this. Right. And and I think that's probably... Um, it's kind of slapping his sacrifice in the face. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and we're not trying to do that, but essentially that's what that's we what end we're up doing. at. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, a lot of it goes back to we don't know enough about the love of God. Yes. I think that's why people can't receive his righteousness because they see, here's my pile of filth. Here's the love of God. Yeah. Certainly it's not strong enough to cover my pile of filth. Yes. I've got to work to whittle this away before he'll fully accept me. Yes. You know, or you know, I've got to work to live a life that'll whittle away this so that when, you know, when we die we get to put on that, that yes. you know, beautiful robe. 
then we'll be clean. Yeah. Instead of realizing that it's the love of God that squashes this. Yes. So that we can live the God life now. Yes. Because there are people around us that need to see that. Yes. That need to see that it's possible. Yeah. I think a lot of people would accept the gift of righteousness for a future time in heaven. Yeah. But they don't walk in it here on the earth when right now that's where it's needed most in their life. Not only right. for them to receive, but for others to receive through them and to see them as a testimony of the will of God being done in their life. Yeah. People need to see that God loves you. They need to see that God is real to you. They need to see that you have relationship, that you have intimacy with the Father. And that only comes by operating in the gift of righteousness. And, you know, a lot of times, I know uh, we actually uh, did some preaching on this. And one of the statements that I said was that Jesus' love was better and bigger than your mess. Yes. His righteousness was bigger than your unrighteousness. So never are you going to have to go to the place where you say, well, I need to add to what Jesus did. You're not. <laughs> Matter of fact, what really got me started thinking on this was when, um, this was probably a couple of years ago, I was just in prayer and going after the Lord, and I think I was praying on one specific thing for something to happen. And the Lord said, it's not a payment. And I said, what's not a payment? You know, and uh, he said, it's not a payment. And I, I said, what's well, not a payment? And, and I forget which I was in then, but let's say it was prayer. I, or it was faith first. He said, your faith in me is not a payment. Yeah. And um, he said it specifically like this, and I'm, he's helping me remember now. It was confession. I was wanting to confess, hey, I'm healed, or I, I, have, I have the finances that I need, I have the healing that I need. And he said, your confession is not a payment. Yep. He said, it will never be a payment. He said, and I went, okay. And I, I saw it. I didn't understand it fully, but I saw it. And then one day I was praying, and he said, it's not a payment. I said, what's not? He said, your prayer time is not a payment. In other words, I was, I was acting as if the more I pray, the more he's going to bless me. Yeah. I was acting as if the more I pray, the more I would walk in power. And he kept saying to me, it's not a payment. And then, then he, I was reading the Bible, and he said, it's not a payment. He said, the number of chapters or the minutes that you read each day it's not a payment. And, he, and then he ultimately said, there's nothing that you do that's going to be a payment because there was one payment made yeah. for all time and you presenting it as a payment is a slap in the face to the payment yeah. and your payment is never going to be higher than that payment. Your, your time spent in the Word is never going to exceed the payment of, the, of Jesus Christ, the life of Christ. And that's the stupidity of Satan. Yeah. Because it's like he tells, you know, he'll tell us, well, your filth is so much greater than yes. God's love. But then he'll say, you need to make a payment because your payment is greater than God. Right. It doesn't add up. No, it doesn't. And so, I mean, that's the, that's the yeah. stupidity of Satan. Well, and, and this is one of those issues where it's like, you're going through life, going through life, going through life, and it doesn't seem to be... It, 
like something's not working right. Yeah. This is one of those, you know, uh, key logs. This is one of those log jams that you remove self-righteousness and allow the gift of righteousness to be. And now all of a sudden your life seems to start lining up. The word, the promises, everything seems to start coming together because uh, this is one of those things that's, that hasn't been taught much. It, people don't understand it. And so they keep trying to check the box. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm going to church. And to make this, to give you a great example of this, I, there's a couple of examples that we use. Um, and let me just say this, and then I'll give you those examples. Anything given as a payment is con and considered as a payment moves under the law and counts for nothing. So if I'm a held accountable to the law and if I and if I don't uphold the law in every area then I'm guilty of the whole law. Right. When I try to give something as a payment and not as love, that places me in the law and it counts for nothing. So I just took all of that time, all of that and I wasted everything. Yep. It's not a payment. And man, just that statement, it's not a payment. It's not a payment. And I started finding that the Holy Spirit was bringing that up in every area. It's not a payment. Stop giving. God was saying to me, stop giving to me as a payment and give me you as love. Yeah. That's the difference. I was trying to pay to get something, and I needed to just give him me out of love. I needed to move in that, and I needed to receive that he wants to bless me. He wants to bless you. He wants to bless you. He wants to pour out power on you because of Jesus' payment. Mm -hmm. that's, the, that's the power of it. And it's, it's not as much if you, like, took somebody's life and you held them up side by side they could literally have the same actions in their life and check the same boxes but one moved in power and one moved in blessing and one did not because one did things out of love and the other did it out of the law did it out of yeah. self-righteousness same actions totally different results that is the gift of righteousness. Believing on it and receiving Christ, you receive that as the gift of righteousness. This, um, a lot of times what the devil's moving towards is, uh, is that he's trying to get people to move towards resentment. In other words, think about this. Somebody's trying to do all the right things, moving in self-righteousness, yeah. not the gift of righteousness. They're going through life. They go to church. They read their Bible, they're, they're, they're in prayer, they serve, they give. Mm -hmm. you, you know, over in 1 Corinthians 13, 3, it says, even though I give, this is, watch how it lines up here. Yeah. Even though I give all my possessions to the poor or give my body to be burned and have not love, it profits me nothing. nothing. What are they doing? They're giving and they're, they're giving to the poor. They're giving their body to be burned. They're burning themselves out on the behalf of God, but they're not doing it from the position of righteousness and yeah. through love. They're giving it to check a box and give a sacrifice, and he says it profits them nothing. So see, you can have people that do all the right stuff, but they do it in the wrong heart, not understanding righteousness and the royal law of love, and they, it profits them nothing. Now think about that person that then gets sick and can't get healed. Yeah. 
And what does their first thoughts go to? Or at the very least, their flesh and the devil points them to this. You do all this stuff for God. And he didn't heal you. And he's not healing you. Yep. And and the devil would say, what a jerk he is. Yeah. And so all of a sudden you find yourself in resentment towards God. You know, like, I've done this and he has not backed me up. Yep. Matter of fact, one of the examples uh, that we had is there's somebody that we knew. They had lived all their life in church. They'd never been, you know, never had, you know, went and sowed wild oats or anything like that. They they lived what most people would call a godly life. But then around the age of 40, they came down with a pretty major disease, and all of a sudden they got in resentment. Yep. And they went and they started doing all those things that they had not done for that whole time because they felt like they hadn't lived and they began to resent God. And what was happening? They had done all those things in Mm self-righteousness instead of, I love God. See, here's a big key is that when you move in the gift of righteousness and the royal law of love, what happens is your actions do not change based off of circumstances, based off of catalysts. What makes you do the right thing today will keep you doing the right thing tomorrow no matter what you see or what you face. That's how you can tell somebody's moving in the law of love because no matter what happens to you, they just keep on going. They don't get weary in well-doing. They don't get weighed down with the things of life because they're not doing it for a self-righteous reason. So one of the great symptoms of somebody moving in the law of love and the gift of righteousness is they do the right things, and no matter what changes, they keep doing them. Mm-hmm. Their reasoning stays the same. Lord, I love you. You know, This person, you know, their reasoning for doing things was to have the blessings of God. And when the blessing of God was not there, because they were in self-righteousness, they stopped doing godly things. Yeah. And it proved how they got to that place of sickness in the first place. It, it's sad, but how many people do we know that actually moves in that? There's another another uh, example that we heard of recently where uh, there was somebody that got really sick, mm-hmm. and uh, and all of a sudden this is what they said. I don't know why this is happening. I'm a good person, and I go to church. And my first thought was, because I was right in the middle of preaching this right then when I heard that example, and I said, I can tell you exactly why you got it. Because when you relate not getting it to I'm a good person and I go to church, you're saying I'm checking the box in self-righteous. I'm trying to uphold the law. We already know nobody can uphold the law. That makes you guilty of all. That makes you unrighteous. You step out of the gift of righteousness into unrighteousness, and now the devil can you know, do whatever he wants to with you because you're not covered by the righteousness of Christ. Well, I mean, God is love, and that's the key to everything. Yes. You know, so I think about, um, I think about another example of a person that we know who checked the box. They did everything right. For years, they'd spend hours and hours in prayer. You know, they'd let people come and stay in their home or whatever. But when it came down to the point where the one thing that was needed was love, yeah, their their true colors came out. They couldn't rely on themselves because they didn't know that love. Yeah. Because without knowing the love of God and being able to freely receive His righteousness... They didn't know how to walk in that love. Yeah. You yeah. know, and that's 
that's what it boils down to is, you know, we've got to know that it, it all goes back to that love. You are righteous because God loves you, yes. period. Yes. There's nothing else to it. It's that easy. It's that simple. Yeah. You yeah. know, and then if we if we don't period. know if we don't know that love, we can't walk in it. And that's when, if if we're walking in self righteousness, it's because we don't know the love of God. Amen. Yeah. That's, and and so these are things that we need to examine. We need to back up from our life. Be willing to take our whole life and put it under the microscope. Uh, looking through the lens of the gift of righteousness versus self-righteousness and say, man, why am I doing this stuff? Yeah. If I'm just doing it to check a box and somebody told me this is what I'm supposed to do and it's not but not um, because I love God, then I need to back up and re-examine that. Right. You know? and, and then all of a sudden you walk into the place when we move into the place of the law of love and we move into the place of the gift of righteousness, all of a sudden reigning in life becomes a reality yeah. and we walk into that. I think this is the reason the majority of people are not healed. The majority of people are not walking in the fullness of God is because of this. I think they're missing this. Yeah. I, I wrote a couple of things. It says, if you're paying by doing good, then you place your, if you're making a payment by trying to do good, then you place yourselves in the law where you are not righteous and can't receive his grace. Mm -hmm. You can't receive grace Grace is in righteousness, yeah. not the other way around. Right. You know, when you're born again, it says you receive righteousness, and that's where grace is poured out, right. empowered by righteousness. And it's the righteousness of Christ. So if you're trying to make a payment by doing good, you place yourself in the law where you are not going to be righteous, and you can't receive grace. Mm -hmm. So then it, I said, if you're believing on Jesus... And believing that you are righteous, you place yourself in God's love where you are righteous and the children of God and can receive his goodness. You know, this is, see, there's something about the corrupted uh, flesh that says, I've got to pay. There's something about the curse that says, I've got to pay. There's something about a renewed spirit that says, I just need to receive. Yep. I just need to receive. I, there's something about a renewed spirit that says, I can't pay. Isn't this what believing on Christ is all about in the first place? I, there's a debt I can't pay. He paid it for me. And the only way for me to receive it is by is through grace and faith. Receive faith through grace. That's the only way for me to receive that. If we could pay it, we wouldn't need a Savior. We wouldn't need the Savior. Yeah. yeah. So in other words, we've said, hey, you can't go to heaven without Jesus, but now you've got to do everything else without him for him to bless you. Yeah. That's not the way it works. Mm -hmm. You, you've got to believe that you are righteous. So from this point forward, what you've got to understand is as soon as you become born again, and if you're not born again, you can become born again right now. You receive the gift of righteousness, and from this point forward, 
as long as you do not reject and renounce Christ, from this point forward, you are not only born again, but you are righteous in the eyes of God. No matter what your flesh tries to tell you, no matter what the devil tells you, and when you go before God looking to be blessed and looking for power, looking for salvation or to be saved in any area, God looks at you and says, okay, that's his love. He looks at you and says, okay, all right, then you're good. And then when you know that, when you know that you know that you're righteous, all of a sudden it opens up more faith to you to say, man, I can receive his love. Yeah. I, he's good and he loves me so much. I can believe that he loves me. Yeah. But when you come back to it and you say, you know, I need to be good for him to love me, you are taking slapping him in the face. He loves you when you were doing your worst. In Romans 5, when you were enemies, sinners and enemies and helpless, that's when he gave you Jesus. That's when he poured out his love. You didn't have to do anything good for him to love you. We do things good now because he loved us and now we love him. So right now, just accept Christ. Just say, Jesus, you're the Lord. You're the director of my life. I believe that you died for me, that God brought you back to life for me. And when he raised you up, he raised me up with Jesus and gave me the righteousness of God in Christ. He gave me that gift of righteousness. And I receive everything the gift of righteousness has for me right now. Let that be yours and walk in his power and blessing right now in Jesus' name. Walk in it all. Have a great day. We enjoyed it. Bye. Thank you for joining Brian and Nicole for this week's broadcast. Connection is all about connecting you more intimately with Jesus, where you can find true joy and really live. Contact us or watch more shows online at connectionshow.org. We love you. Have a great week.